0: Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today I have a real treat for you. I'm speaking with Iman Sugitan. She is a serial entrepreneur with extensive experience in hospitality, lifestyle, fitness, beauty, and premium brand foods. She also calls herself an agrosocial entrepreneur who's dedicated to making a difference in the lives of farming communities. I have been privileged to know her for many years, um, as we start discussing in this episode, as if it's like we're kindred spirits. I can't remember the first time I met her, but I feel like I've known her for a very long time. And... Her new business um, that she founded with her sister, Luchi, Luchi Sugitan, is co Chocolat. If you've not heard of Ko Chocolat before, then you need to go get some. It's a beautiful, amazing, inspiring brand of chocolate born here in Dubai in the UAE. It started when they were finding it challenging to find healthy chocolate. Even though they were well-traveled and visiting many places, a lot of the chocolates, I think we'll all agree, have a lot of additives and things in them. So together with their mother, who was 68 at the time, and who was also experiencing diabetes, which was another motivator for them to start Co-Chocolat because all the chocolates they were finding had unnecessary sugar and other things in it that were, were just making them unhealthy or making it have too many unnecessary carbs. So they traveled to the beautiful island of Mindanao, Philippines, to learn more about cacao, and it was there that they learned how to plant, prune, and harvest from the trees and ferment the beans. They became friends with the local farmers, the agriculturists, and the government workers there, and this really opened their eyes to the harsh realities of cacao farming and how challenging it was for the farmers to make money. Um, They learned a lot about fair and unfair trade, and this inspired them to leave their jobs and start an agricultural social enterprise. They call it OFW, Parasa Magsasaka, or OPM Overseas Filipinos Supporting Filipino Farmers. And this supports and educates the cacao farmers in the Philippines. Today, they have 42 impact investors from the UAE, the Philippines, Singapore, Qatar, Kuwait, Great Britain, Brazil, and the USA that support their farmers and healthy chocolate creations. It is through their passion and leadership that they have co-created an agricultural blueprint, community, and a way to support the farmers who provide the cacao for their beautiful chocolates. This interview takes place in their new factory that they just recently opened in Dubai. It has a lovely cafe in the factory. If you're in Dubai, I highly recommend a visit. They have beautiful coffee, beautiful hot chocolate, and of course, their amazing chocolate products and their cookies, which I absolutely love. And my son loves them as well. We're we're big fans. And I feel so honored to do this really special interview. And I think you'll enjoy it as, as much as I do. So let's join me now for some time that I spend with Iman in her beautiful cafe.
1: So here we are today. I'm here with the lovely Iman from Poe Chocolat. And we've known each other for quite a few years. I don't even know. It feels kind of timeless in a way. Because I don't know when I first learned about your brand. And then the first time, I think the first time we met was in in D3 at yes. one of the outdoor markets, yeah. but, we but we had been messaging a lot yes. before then.
2: I don't know if it's 2019 or 2020, mm-hmm. but
1: we met in person in 2020. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. It feels longer than that, honestly. Mm-hmm.
2: But I think, yeah, we've maybe we've been in touch. I think, yeah. But I think 2019. Oh, 2019, maybe. yeah.
1: Yeah. We were just talking before the this discussion about a lot of commonalities so maybe it yes. you believe you know in previous lives yes. or how we pass your kindred spirits, Kinder spirits. Kinder exactly spirits. <laughs> i think there's a lot of commonalities in that so let me just take a sip of wine enjoying my lovely cafe mocha yeah with chocolate yes of course it's so good with
2: having a chocolate factory and inviting your friends if you don't serve coffee with chocolate
1: it's it's perfection so I highly recommend (laughs) it's one thing if you want to come out here to their factory you can come visit there's a cafe here but if you're just going to come out here and drink a cappuccino I mean that's great but I highly recommend that you get as much chocolate as you can yes And then grab some plants. Yeah, it's it's right beside the plant soup. The location is amazing. So it's a beautiful outing. It's wonderful. But let's go back and let's start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. How was this concept born? Or even before that, your interest in food, interest in chocolate? Mm -hmm. What's your story? We come from a cooking food family. So my mother used to cater
2: food. She used to cook. So my summers were spent packing savory food packing rice um in uh during my school days i think i was uh, 12 years or 11 years old
1: we were selling cupcakes in school <laughs> so you already know so much about the food industry yeah. before i already knew that if you sell this much
2: um your mom gives you this much as <laughs> commission so this is, I think, how the, you know, how the business, um, the entrepreneur in us started. Mm. And, uh, we were selling tamarind, tamarind, yeah, uh, sweets. So it's kind of, it's kind of built in, in us to have, you know, to have food as a business. Although I am by, by education, I'm a physical therapist. I, I took the licensure exam, took, uh, six years studying physical therapy the Philippines. in the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. But when I came here to Dubai, Um, I worked in fitness first. Oh, yeah. I worked in fitness first. I did not
1: know this part of the story. Yeah. I
2: worked in fitness first. And that's when I realized, wow, it's so much more fun to be working with healthy, happy, energized people all the time. And it gave me a different view of, of, uh, you know, of how being a physical therapist can translate into something more, you know, it's more fun because I used to deal with people with stroke um Rehab. I used to do a lot of pediatric physical therapy oh, wow. for children with uh, developmental delays. So um, mm-hmm. it was then that I just dis- personally for me I discovered marketing and I studied again. And then twenty twenty seven, two thousand seven, my sister and I got um, an a scholarship from Citibank to be part of an entrepreneurial course. So that's when it got really you know we. It, it catalyzed something in us. What if we become entrepreneurs? And uh, I think two years later, I set up my own uh, hotel supplies company. So imagine from being a physical therapist, working in uh, in a fitness club. Then I just, just started doing design and manufacture of hotel accessories. Amazing. And I still have that. And by 2015, my sister and I started talking you know um i have been doing my business for quite some time um and she was working in private equity and we said what can we do that we both love and we were thinking oh, oh, specifically chocolates like we cannot get enough of chocolates and we noticed that every year um dark chocolate seem to be uh becoming just more sweet like sweeter and sweeter mm-hmm. and the dark chocolates we used to love are not anymore as dark. And we started thinking, look, our mother has diabetes. If we continue eating at the, you know, in the face that we were eating, consuming sweets, um, you know, inshallah, we hope it doesn't happen, but we might have, you know, we'll go in the same route. And that's when we started thinking, what if we do healthy chocolates? So by 2016, we flew to the south of the Philippines where we discovered, ah, first we discovered cacao is the main ingredient of chocolates Ah, we were, you know, we're quite ignorant about these things. We're just like your normal people who love chocolates, but we weren't really looking at the ingredients. And, but we started thinking, if we're going to do chocolates, then we have to study well. What is the main ingredient and how can we make it, you know, healthier? I love that. Yeah. The cu-
1: curiosity is so important when you're wanting to do something yeah. or trying to do something new or you want to improve it or you just want to do a good job. Yes. It, it, yeah. That curiosity and entrepreneurship and everything else is super. It's super. It's super crucial. And we didn't
2: want to enter, you know, this industry not knowing anything and just do what everyone was doing because we wanted to create change and we already knew there's nothing in the market which is called healthy chocolates. So we said, okay, let's find out. And when we went to the Philippines in Mindanao, so we attended a course for cacao production. So we found out that cacao actually grows on trees. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Cacao actually needs the uh, hands of farmers to cultivate it because it's so important. Um, to prune the process of pruning mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. cow production. And that's also the time that we met government officials, non-governmental organizations, whose mm-hmm. role, imagine this, one of them talked to us, and he said their role was to elevate farmer income to 1,500 pests. Wow. What is 1,500 pesos For a family, mm-hmm. 100 deer hats. Oh. And at that time... A month? a month for a family to, to increase the farmer income to that level
1: and you're like uh, what are they making now What do you know what they were making before that- I'm not sure exactly how much but
2: for us sitting discussing that to our family members to you know just recapping what, what uh, our, our, our cohort our classmates says uh, told us like look we're sitting here in this fast food eating 100 their hams mm. worth of food Which a family, you know, some hundreds of miles away are going to spend for a month. I mean, they don't even have it. The goal is just to have 1,500 dirhams, 1,500 pests, or 100 dirhams. And
1: even that might might not even be enough to to live off of. That might just be basics if they need something, if they have, they get sick or, yeah. How can children um, go to school with 100
2: dirhams a month? It's just, you know, and that's, and and for us it it was uh, it changed our perception you we were like from people who want to have healthy chocolates have have another line of business We said look we've been lucky we've been blessed i have my own business Lucci was working in a private equity firm we've been really blessed we could have been you know if if fate had it that we were born in that family we could be in that uh, situation but we have the capacity to change things We are armed with this knowledge of how to produce cacao. We have some connections. We, you know, so we can do something. And that's when we said, let's have, um, let's put our chocolatey dreams in the back burner and let's do something like we're not rich, so we cannot just give charity. Mm -hmm. So we studied, okay, what's a social enterprise? And then we even studied what's a cooperative? So what are the differences? And by then, I mean, I have experience already of running a business, so I already knew, you know, we have some idea already of of what profit and loss means and what it's like to invest money and uh, and we said, okay, I think the best um, business format would be a social enterprise, and we rallied um, from 2016 to 2017 more than fifty friends to put in some money so we can all build this social enterprise and help. Well, our Filipino farmers, and we called it Overseas Filipino Workers Supporting Filipino Farmers. In short, it's called OPM. I love that. Yeah. And last year, we distributed dividends to our investors, oh, and it's not super
1: big, but no, but the L- is growing. Yeah. In that capacity yeah is the social proof that it can work. It, yeah, my eyes are like tearing up. This is so special.
2: It is. It is. And, um, Imagine, so from the side of the farmers. so you are educating them, empowering them. And then the other side, normally some Filipinos, after working for so long abroad, they go home still um, with nothing. Mm. Why? Because they they were trying to, what's that saying, um, uh, with the Joneses, uh, just trying to keep up with, keep the, up with the Joneses. And Dubai, the UAE can be can be like that. Yeah. You know, there is a certain lifestyle. There is a certain. So we even have um, two nannies who invested. So imagine not only are they helping our Filipino farmers mm-hmm. or they're empowering them, but they're getting back their money. And they knew even from the beginning, agriculture is not, you know, it's not a business where, okay, in one year, two years, you're going to have your money back. We really told them, it's yeah, it's a long-term thing. And um, after, in 2018, we started doing pop-ups. And by 2019, we were aggressively doing online you know, online sales. It was 2020 that we decided, look, they should also be part of now, our investors. Because if you think about it, it this the, the social enterprise is a different business. End. But we thought, look, they helped us, you know, build social life, not for for our friends who believed in us, because you know, it's it was just an idea, you know, two sisters with a mother with a diabetic mother who went to Mindanao and like we want to help the farmers, you know, and they trusted us, you know, it's it's not a big amount, uh, it's ten thousand dirhams, but still, even that's it, a lot of money. It's a people. lot. Of, exactly, it's a lot of money, and, yeah, and for somebody to you know to. To put their money into an idea it's it's something huge and um, even the government uh they trusted us they gave us seedlings and we were we, we distributed that to farmers whom we have taught um I think by year 2017 or before the pandemic more than a hundred farmers were already benefiting from that from the social enterprise and now because we are we now have this factory alhamdulillah. we have um you know we're we need more chocolates i think more than 300 farmers now if i'm not mistaken are already benefiting from you know from what we're doing and it's both humbling and it's you know it makes you proud because proud because look guys we all did it and uh um, even we have the I have a staff who have been with us from the beginning. So, so you know, when you met us in our, uh, you know, in pop-ups, it's it's a lot of hard work when you do pop-ups. Um, some people, they only see, oh, it's a pretty
1: pop-up. And it's like... Yeah, a- or some people, some of the pop-ups you see, also you don't always see like the owners out there, mm-hmm. you know, selling the products, talking yeah. about mm-hmm. it, doing it. Mm-hmm. So just knowing it's been a labor of love where... That's been... How long people think, oh, overnight sensations or these things happen very quickly. But this is the thing I love about your brand is that it's supporting so many people that need support. And also not a lot of brands, you know, talk about where the source is coming Mm -hmm. from or, or how it's improving society or communities or things like this. And yeah the pop-up I just mentioned because that's that's where we met, but uh, those do take a lot of they take a lot of, a lot of time. you know when we were doing pop-ups in the right market, we are always
2: the first to arrive <laughs> if if the pop-up starts at nine, we'd already be there by seven or before seven in the morning so in and then in the evening when the when everyone has gone and left. It's only us still um, egressing or, you know, packing up the things. Why? Because uh, we've always believed in our brand. And we've always had
1: a vision how it will look like, what's the experience. I see that, though. If you've ever been to a pop-up, and I'm not saying the other booths aren't good, Mm -hmm. but when you come and everyone that walks by, they will stop at the Kochongola booth because you feel that energy. It's beautiful. It's presented so well and yeah. not that no one else is out there trying. I'm mm-hmm. going to say the other booths are horrible. They're not, but all you see is like, Oh, there's a booth and you know, there's a product there, yeah. but yeah. your, your booths do offer a lot. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot right. for you to talk yeah. to, to share about the brand. So I think that, that and you really know why, comes across. You
2: know why Pam, because people first eat with their eyes. Um, People first, you know, you might, yeah, you, there, might, there might be something which is delicious and healthy
1: or whatever. But if it doesn't look nice, are you okay. even going to stop and look at it? Ask my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm always pushing these healthy, you know, I'm all plant based yeah. and stuff like that. And the first thing is make it look appealing because yes. if it doesn't, but you're so right. And even now that we have social media, how many of you out there when you get a dish you take yes. a picture of it exactly the exactly. first thing i did when i walked in here was take pictures of exactly me. i mean i know it, but but yeah you're absolutely right yeah. it's and, so important
2: and i've always known that from the beginning and uh, normally we notice um healthy stuff like healthy food and drinks they're like they look so healthy that
1: uh <laughs>
2: It's not gonna it's taste. Not yeah. yeah,
1: you don't wanna be no, so something
2: that tastes like Let's parkour. Make healthy attractive as well. Yes. And I mean, sure. like should look also fancy and you know, if you're it should be cool. Should but look
1: cool. It, it, and that, you know, all healthy foods should be cool and attractive. Hmm. Unhealthy foods should not be attractive because it makes us unattractive on the inside. Yes. It damages our body. Yeah. So it's just logical to me. Yeah. that you to do but that. not a lot of people think about it it's like um and I guess
2: like I said it helped that I that I studied marketing because it, it helps that you know you know you think about how people think and you're like yeah this is how people think and we have a great product so let's let's make it
1: presentable to them mm-hmm. yeah so that they have no way of saying no, <laughs> no. I love that <laughs> I love but hey, I think I mean, it's one thing, yes, you do need to make it presentable. And at Dyer point we're also very particular about how we package a product. Mm-hmm. the bag that it goes out in. Yes. These different yes. things like this. We're not going to change that quality. Mm-hmm. However... Also, there's magic in the energy, the effort, and the love that you, yes. you put into the product exactly. the product as yeah. well because mm-hmm. people can see through the packaging too. Correct, right? correct. If, yeah. if what's underneath isn't...
2: Yeah, even, is you know, useful. for... Uh, I think it was just last year, yeah. Last year, we introduced an option for minimalist packaging.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: the reason for this is, um, for me, from a, a, a business, uh, from an entrepreneur's point of view, when you enter the market, you have more to prove. Yes, that you have on these shoulders, you need to prove that you're you're safe, you're healthy, you're, you know, that you're worth the price. So you yeah. enter with a, you know, nice packaging. But as you, as we go along, now the the, the brand equity is there. Like people yes. know if it's from Koshapala, you know, they believe in this, it tastes good, you know, it's now we have the luxury of putting the minimalist packaging. So on the website if anyone's ordering and even when they buy from our shops they can say I want to go for the minimalist packaging mm-hmm. and they will have a compostable bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this came from from our customers requesting it mm-hmm. because they said um, what one particular customer said I already have too many of your beautiful bags. And uh, I want you know if you can come up with a you know a, a nice biodegradable bag. Mm. But we said okay, let's not even make it just biodegradable. Let's make it compostable.
1: So you Ooh, know I need to talk to you about this. I have so much yes. to learn from you. You're so <laughs> much ahead. Like, but this is because we compost. Because yeah, we compost.
2: Yes. Yeah. Even even here in 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 my villa, we started with just a hole, mm-hmm. and now I've gotten two holes, and it's and it's addictive. It is yeah. because you can really see how this paper, after some time, you need to put the effort. You know, you yeah. have to water it, you need to keep keep it at a certain, uh, you know, uh, what do you call this, like a situation? Yeah. But in the end, it will become this um,
1: helpful organic thing, which your plants and when uh, you see what it does to your yes. plants, you can't stop and you're thinking you yes. would not do this? and all not of us will
2: have and all of us will have um peelings we will have you know we will have always have extra you know with what, what's it called you know the, uh, the 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 base of our lettuce the base yeah. of our yeah. Yeah. Of our vegetables it's it's so always it's
1: everything. there's always something to yeah. compost that should not be going in the bin we yeah. do the same and i actually i inherited my yeah. compost one of my neighbors, they moved back to their home country and they were very DIY people. Wow. She and, and she was from Texas, which is where I grew up, and she was just lovely. And she's like, Hey, I got some compost if you want it. I'm like, Yes. Because I'd been wanting to start, but compost, y'all in the Texas vernacular, y'all. Huh? the thing of the largest Mm -hmm. like garbage bins from ace hardware Mm -hmm. and then her husband just drilled holes all throughout that yeah and it was full Mm -hmm. and we and we're constantly composting it and she i don't know where she found it Mm -hmm. you know in the middle of dubai of course you can find it there's places that they have huge bags of hay and other things that we put into it so there's always waste and when i started doing that and when i realized how full we could keep that Mm -hmm. container Mm There, there's a lot, there's just a lot. by doing with so little effort, yeah. it can make such a big difference. Mm.
2: It's just that we have, have to put in that effort, but if we don't start, you know, like for us, we put in our fridge, these are the green ones and the brown ones. Mm. So we know which ones, you know, because there has to be a certain uh, percentage or a fraction of the browns and the greens. So, you know, once you get used to it, ah, okay, we can put there some pieces of paper, you can put uh, you know coffee grounds. Yes. You can put so many things there. And it just becomes like a I see no. a future
1: episode just yeah. focusing on compost here. <laughs> it
2: might sound boring, Iman's but- compost class. <laughs> and you know what's you know what's addictive? Because we do have that piece of, of, of the soil there of, of garden. And it's very therapeutic when you're trying to it is <laughs>
1: it, it is it's like a meditation it is it, it makes me it so happy the the front garden i was telling you about when i started to put it in i was mm-hmm. just out there shoveling everything yeah and...
2: this shoveling oh it's uh yeah. you know i was almost at the end of the day you're like you have so much you still have some energy and because you thought of this you thought you have you, you want to release that uh, you're pissed off with somebody and you just shovel yeah you shovel your heart out yeah and then you're like wow i already shoveled like uh, it's it's uh 50 centimeters deep and uh i find it therapy thing it is
1: there's scientific evidence my son would laugh because he's always like okay mom you're always saying it's scientifically proven yeah. but it is that nature helps us yes it helps our mood helps our wellness helps our well-being yes helps us healthy and, and even if It doesn't have to be a huge forest hike, or people often think it has to be something really big. It can be these small things like digging a hole and then you leave all that frustration there too. Yeah, and the sweat (laughs) that went in. So then when did you produce your first chocolate? Chocolate. How did that come about? Uh,
2: 2018. I mean, Lucci has always been, because after we finished our cacao production training. Um, she went on to study more chocolate making in the U.S. and uh, been to bar chocolate making. And then she also took classes in France, in Valrhona. Oh, wow. Because we really wanted to do things right. Amazing. We wanted to do things right. So we and we, we were a firm believer of if you're going to have a business. Um, we come from a middle-class family. So we know that we won't have endless amounts of money and then we just hire people and then they run the show yeah we knew that we are going to be there we're going to watch our business grow we're going to hire people so we said if we don't understand chocolates and we're just going to hire people it's going to be you know we're, all, we're always going to be in the mercy of some chef or so one of us needs to learn it and she's really she's always been big on baking mm-hmm. and you know i'm more of the savory savory person i can Thai food and this food, uh, Chinese, I I like making that. She's more into baking, measuring. She likes Mm -hmm. that. So by 2018, um, I believe it was agri It was an Abu Dhabi event. Mm -hmm. um, And it was an investment forum. It was an investment forum for agriculture. And to be there, what we told the organizers to promote our social enterprise, what we told them is, look, my sister makes chocolates. So we are going to make, um, I think it was like 40 boxes of bonbons Mm -hmm. that we are going to give your guests, your VIPs. And that was her first, I may say, commercial Mm -hmm. um, chocolates. That was 2018, early 2018. Um, So we gave it like an exchange. We're going to be here, have a booth, talk about our agri-social enterprise. And in exchange, we're going to give you these boxes of of bonbons and i think that's the first and then we did our first pop-up in Terra city center November of 2018 and uh we really didn't but we, we had two months to prepare for that like two to three months so when we committed to it we said okay now all these packaging ideas and uh, you know all these ideas experimenting the hobby now it's different it's gonna be a business because we're, we have a pop-up it means we'll have customers. Yes. We need somebody to stand there, sell the things,
1: sell our chocolates. and um, You'll have a supply. You'll have a demand. Yes. So you got to keep production going. Yeah, because for
2: a long time, you're just like, you know, we're going to sell this. And you never really know when it's going to be until, okay, we committed. We paid for this pop-up. And it has it has to happen. And I remember Lucia and I, when your, when your sister's working in the same business, You'll always have these fights and I'm like, it has to happen because you already paid for the pop-up. And he's like, but I'm not that ready. And I said, When will you be ready? We've been working on this for years. That it cannot be just a hobby. We have to go to market. And um and I think a lot of, of a lot of people will have these, you know, this kind of challenge to bring to market. And, and
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is a discussion uh, my husband and I had once. Because the these were
1: like, you know, don't make it a hobby. Go for it and do it. We'll, we'll always never feel ready yes. enough yes. because there's unknowns. Yeah. And then what i figured out through that process, mm-hmm. and probably Lucia's <laughs> too, you just got to jump into
2: yes. the water. Otherwise,
0: it, it'll take forever. It'll just be a
2: hobby. And money's just going out, out, out. And because by 2018, so I started my, my hotel supplies business. 2009-2010, so 10, 11, 12. So I was already nine years into my hotel supplies business. So I've had my shares of mistakes. And uh, so I told her, look, if you're never going to bring it to market, when is it going to be a business? It's just going to be a hobby where the both of us are just, you know, putting money out, out, out. But we need to get, you know, we need to get back the money that we have already invested. And, um, so that's 2018 November, and we still have people who met us at that time, mm-hmm. and they remember us, and they're like, "Yeah, we met you in 2018 November." Uh, like, and I'm like, really? Oh, wow, it's it's amazing that you find people who who still remember you, even if they met you once. People we met in Borch Park in 2019, they met us in January, and they're like, "I met you, remember us?" And you're like, "Ah." in back of your head. Those like, markets right. can be such a blur. Yeah. Sometimes. Because you meet so many people. Right. Um, but sometimes you can meet, um, you know, certain people who just stand out and you remember them because they, they said something or bought something, like, yeah, I remember you. I actually remember yeah. you. And, and it really feels great when you have people who, you know, who believe in the brand and even now that we've, you know, we've opened the factory for public viewing. Um, they're bringing friends, and they're telling us that it's been really inspiring. I'm um, hearing your story, seeing what you're doing, um, and we even have friends who have, you know, they're also entrepreneurs, and they they started um, you know, a small as a small business, and we sort of started uh, in the same year. And they tell us, you know, I actually wanted to stop this year, but I've saw, I've seen what you've done and what you've reached, and I feel energized that yeah i, I can reach this you know this level as well and I, I like i tell her one of our friends yeah you have like a great product just be patient and you'll need you know that investor because we got invested mm-hmm. um early in 2022 so that has you know sort of changed the ball game from right. for us from being like a Micro, I
1: call this like a micro business, now we're a small business. Sure. But at least you have like proof
0: of concept and something tangible to show an investor.
1: Yeah. And for all of those people inspired by you, I'm also one of them. Like you just make me want to keep going. You're showing us what's possible and doing something really beautiful and healthy. It's amazing. It can be done. Amazing, and all of your chocolate, like there's some with like no sweetener whatsoever. What do you typically? I'm gonna get to ingredients without telling us too much information, Mm -hmm. but how do you make? So we talked about healthy chocolate. Yeah, which I totally agree with you. Love dark chocolate, and some of the brands. I grew up in the U.S. and you know we're not known for chocolate, Mm -hmm. but. Some of the brands, and I don't know if it's that they change so much Mm -hmm. over time that I don't recognize them or after having lived outside the U.S. for Mm -hmm. over 25 years and tasting really proper good food and understanding that there's too much sugar and additives and other things Mm -hmm. in, in these foods that shouldn't and don't even need to be there because sometimes it can be certain different things like any mm-hmm. kind of recipe you find online mm-hmm. often there's too much sugar to sweets yeah. sweets, and you can't even taste the key ingredient Correct. like in the chocolate you can't taste the chocolate yeah so yeah. what is it that you do to make your chocolates Healthy. healthier yeah
2: so number one the hero in all of our chocolates is cacao mm-hmm. it's not milk it's not sugar it's not sweetener it's cacao so we bring back um, even educate people about the health benefits of cow. So that's the number one thing, and number two, the ingredients. So instead of using relying on sugar as sweetener, we use dates, we use dried fruits, and this makes all the difference. Um, and then the most that we do in terms of, 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 of sugar, if we had to put cane sugar, it will be very minimal. Mm-hmm. And a lot, you know, some people complain about it, but we tell we tell them like, look. We educate them about the, you know, some people actually they know, but we need they need to be reminded about the, you know, why is why is uh, cane sugar, you know, refined sugar bad for you? So we need to remind people that, um, and we use coconut sugar, no, and I even don't. yeah, and even coconut sugar, um, you know, it's it's the closest to maintaining the gastronomy, yes, because for us, um, it's important that it's not just healthy but it has to taste great as well. Because we don't want to be, we don't want to eat chocolates and you're like, okay, this is healthy. You know? Because you don't eat chocolates anyway. We shouldn't be eating chocolates like every hour, morning, noon, and night. No, it should. it's, it's, It's about gastronomy. And if it's something which is good, you don't eat it like a sandwich. You eat it with, you know, you appreciate the look you taste it, you eat it, don't rush eating it. So we say, okay, if we use coconut sugar, it can still have the same gastronomic delight Mm -hmm. as you would with cane sugar, uh, if you had to use cane sugar, but um, it's easier on the glycemic index. And we always tell people, you're not supposed to eat it three times a day. You know, everything is in moderation because even mangoes, for example, even grapes, do you really eat that three times a day? Of course, everything in moderation. So if you had to choose chocolates, choose ours because one, the tastes great and it'll be easier on your glycemic index, this is what we tell people. And very, very soon, and by the way, the reason why we're not such huge big fans of stevia or mm. these other um, forms of, of sweeteners, of the sweeteners yeah. is because at the end of the day, see, we know for for sure there's some
1: effect on our stomach yes it it affects your whole microbiome yes especially the artificial ones are not good for your microbiome which more scientifically proven saying it again (laughs) more research is showing us day after day time and time again that the more we damage our microbiome the more information we have the more health issues we maybe it's
2: zero calorie but is it really good for the body right yeah, your, your calories are kept, kept at bay but then how about your other organs mm-hmm. how about your other so and then you know okay i know that a lot of people like stevia but some people like us like you get diarrhea from that's from, true so you know we, we were we are going to release something but we always tell people look and we tell our we, we've been already educating our staff People are going to buy anything from us that has stevia in the future. You need to tell them it will have some aftertaste. Yes. And two, there's a risk of uh, you know yeah. side effects. Side effect. Yeah. So you have to tell them that because that you know that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So and then we try to in, you know incorporate uh, other superfoods in our ingredients. We're the only ones who have, uh, I think, Japanese green tea matcha with moringa you know matcha might be popular now because of um, like it's in yeah but we've you know since 2018 we've always known that matcha in terms of antioxidant it's like just high up there plus you put moringa which is such a powerhouse it's you know it's just great so we don't just make white chocolate but we put matcha with
1: marina. So I, I haven't tried that one yet. So I'm gonna buy that you, one. Yeah, ha- I have to taste it. Today. I will. I will. Taste I, I love matcha. I've always loved it in around I don't know what year 2016-17. We were fortunate enough we visited Japan. Mm. And my son was very influenced by that. trip. Wow. Loves I think loves cooking because mm-hmm. of that trip and could see the Japanese chefs yeah. doing different things and really loves matcha. But I've not tried matcha. And chocolate
2: you have to taste it you have to taste it and we also have a gold bar which has turmeric and black pepper mm-hmm. so you know they it might sound weird and either people love it or hate it this is what we what we find yes I we have, love, it. Yeah. I love, I love it. <laughs> you know we have those standard standard um, sort of traditional flavors like fruit and nut um, but instead of just putting raisins we put cranberries mm-hmm because cranberries are you know they have more nutrients than just sultana so we incorporate that the
0: last one that i tried of yours it was like almost no sugar Mm -hmm. and it was unbelievable because maybe wide awake or
2: post-workout
1: love post-workout love i had 90
2: percent with plant-based proteins
1: yes yeah and that Mm -hmm. was so amazing and so unique And I I like, if I'm going to have like something of a chocolate, usually it's in the evening. Sometimes it might be like middle of the day. Mm -hmm. I don't drink much coffee after noon, usually. Um, But from time to time, I'm like, okay, I'll just make a quick espresso and maybe I'll have a piece of chocolate with that. Mm. And then, but if I'm really going to go for it, I'll do it at night. Mm. And I had that, and it was just so different because you could taste Yes, the chocolate. Yes. The cacao. You yeah. could it it was such a unique experience. Yeah,
2: nowadays, um, you know, to have even ten percent of cacao of real whole cacao beans there in a chocolate would be a luxury if you're buying in grocery shops. And it's actually good that there's a you know, now there's a wave of you know, people after the pandemic are just more aware. Yeah. And I see a you know, um, a surge of Healthier options, I too, options. and also
1: here after Expo, some of the pavilions mm-hmm. like Peru mm-hmm. showed all their superfoods. Like, uh-huh. I didn't know about camu yeah. camu and the vitamin C content, mm-hmm. and then I do see some of these things now being sold, mm-hmm. I think, kind of. Post-pandemic, as people were more experimental cooking at home. yeah. And then okay. here in Dubai, Expo brought our attention to yes. a lot of food-based things. Mm-hmm. So that got me curious. Yeah. But I wouldn't begin to know what to do if, if mm-hmm. I had cacao at home. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't need to because I can buy your chocolate.
2: Yes, yes. But you can <laughs> do a lot of things with cacao, you yeah. know? And um, I, I'm sure people who listen to you are, you know, they have some level of awareness when it comes to food and nutrition. But just to remind people again, cacao is one of the highest, or if not the highest, source of plant-based uh, iron. Oh. Yeah, it is rich in magnesium. And magnesium, you know, we need it for ourselves. We need it for better sleep. We need it. You need it. Um, it has calcium. It has fibers. And you know the thing which tells your, what triggers your brain when you're when you exercise to be happy just you know when you exercise mm-hmm. are the same molecules that's in cacao which tell you to be happy you know there there is uh, a, a um, there's um what do you call this uh, we've written it here we have your <laughs> dopamines. Uh, just to remind people that look it's not just the deliciousness of chocolates but what does it really give you aside from mm-hmm. from the you know that appeasing your palate it's so i love that
1: healthy. i love that and i saw a doctor somewhere in social media write a blurb saying that in order for our bodies to absorb vitamin d which mm. so many of us are deficient in we need magnesium yes Yeah. To, yes. to absorb certain yeah. things it helps us sleep better which right. in turn also right. helps blood sugar so it's just this kind of trickle-down effect, mm. that if people are eating things with quality ingredients, it makes such Absolutely. a huge difference.
2: And I heard from one of our uh, nutritionist friends, when we were talking to her, uh, Mary Christine, it was from her that I heard about the gut health, that she actually, as a, you know, as a nutritionist, she's recommending chocolates, dark chocolates, mm. cacao, because it's good for the
1: gut. That's amazing. All the nutritionists are taught that depending on where they're educated or if they're curious and they yeah. seek out more information. Mm-hmm. I think it's becoming more mainstream now. Yeah. But traditionally people were just taught about restriction. Yes. Which yes. is yeah, don't keep as this. we're don't saying keep it's it that yeah, it's not value. It doesn't seem to be help helping because People are still maybe overweight or obese or struggling, whatever it is, and it's not their fault. I think it's just maybe the approach hasn't been educational enough to help us understand what's in our food. Yeah. So it's 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 good now. What's
2: you know we hate what has happened to the pandemic and all of the losses it's brought us, but you know after the pandemic, there's just more awareness and more interest. From people amazing to, you know because they had
1: time to research and right. and read were you still and able read. to sell chocolate during the pandemic sorry were you still able to sell chocolate during the pandemic oh yeah or, oh yeah. yeah
2: you know it's funny because the pan, in the pandemic uh we gained more exposure because health and chocolates and food delivery became a big thing during the pandemic mm. and people we we sort of met people online because all of us were in social media all of us were waiting to
1: hear what is the going Maybe that's when no? i found you guys yeah. I don't know i feel like it was before no i think it was before i think it was before i think in, I, I yeah think yeah it yeah, was yeah. it was before yeah. definitely
2: so in 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 some ways the pandemic has uh, reset our mindsets it's given us time to read and, and communicate and uh, build new friendships, which otherwise we would not have made. But we were just in the, sometimes in the rat race that we are in, we were just also busy before the pandemic doing this. We need to do this. And all of us just had to chill, have to stay home. <laughs> and we had time to be in social media. And that gave us a lot of chance to communicate with our with our audience, with our customers, um, and uh, yeah, so we did. We we were doing quite well during the pandemic, and we had even a lot of collaborations at that time because we were doing deliveries. Like we had our own um, driver, but like we had, there was one restaurant we were collaborating with, and they said you have a driver, we don't have a driver. Is it possible for your driver yes. to you know yeah. um, Seva? That's actually Seva Table, um, and like yeah why not you know it's uh, rather than you getting a full time driver and are, it's, it's just a matter of yeah, supporting, enjoy, each, other, supporting other. each other yeah, um, yeah and uh, just, it was like that during the pandemic amazing
1: what's your favorite thing that you make
2: it has to be the monster cookies
1: <laughs> because Aaron, Aaron, I think I and Erin would agree yeah, they, they the are delicious yeah. if you haven't tried it you're in Dubai. Mm-hmm. You must. It's <laughs> like the monster
2: cookies and then the hot chocolate. Yes, the hot chocolate yes. is also amazing. Hot chocolate because you can have it every day, every morning, even evening. Um, and I'm not also a big coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I like coffee, but not always. Some people cannot, you know, live a day without coffee. I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm one of those people. I'll have a coffee today. And maybe my next coffee would be after a few days or next week. Oh wow! But I can have hot our own art hot chocolate only okay. every day because I I love it. I love the taste. Um, I love that we have the option for seventy percent dark, mm-hmm. and I cannot go lower than you know lo- lower in terms of cacao. Yeah, yeah. Once you're already used to dark chocolate, you're a dark chocolate. Yeah, no, dark. your
1: your hot chocolate is delicious. It's a very unique flavor that I you have to try it because it's almost tasting like nutty yes, which yes. is so special and and that would make it something where it's not tasting like just hot chocolate that you would drink every day
2: yeah because it's ours really um, it's made of whole cacao beans this is what we always tell people it means it's not cocoa powder and that's yeah. why they come in tablets because they're still chocolate but it's not it's fruit it's not fully fully me- uh, melted and mm-hmm. it's not tempered so that it melts fast uh-huh. yeah and you don't need and I don't need to put milk
1: which
2: yes. is good. I'm trying to avoid you know, um, we're, trying, we're trying to be more plant-based, so having a drink which does not need uh, milk is so good. And it's so creamy because it has natural cocoa butter. Yes.
1: That's delicious. And actually, the coffee that I'm drinking is a mocha with their chocolate. Yes. And it, it was a delicious combination, so maybe I'm going to start having mochas in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you i but I sure. I the first time I had a mocha, I thought, wow, this is amazing. But I actually, wherever I was in the world, stopped drinking it because it was too much sugar or chocolate yeah. syrup or not, not any good ingredients. You
2: know, okay. the, the way, um, most of the world has, has gotten used to that European way of hot cocoa, mm-hmm. hot chocolate, which is, um, it's heavy, it's sweet, it's very <laughs> milky, you know. Um, but the way we are making it is more of the Latin American way,
1: mm-hmm. which is light. Mm-hmm.
2: Don't need milk. Uh, if you want to put sugar? you Can put sugar, but even without sugar, it's fine. It's you just need freshly boiled water, and, it, and if you have time, you can sort of cook it.
1: There. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, and that's why you can drink it even in a summer state, because we did. We still sell a lot of chocolate even in summer. I mean, summer, summer here in the UAE. So. Um, and that makes all the difference. And some people are not get used to it, but those who find out that that can be done, they converts to, to, to the Latin American way of making hot chocolate, which is the, more of the
1: traditional way of making hot chocolate, the way the Aztecs and the Mayans were right. doing. Right? Yeah, they were doing. It long before yeah, the Europeans were Europeans exactly. covered chocolate exactly. later, and then with their own spin on it. Yeah, but yeah i i I love the way that, that you're doing. I thank you so much for taking the time welcome, to welcome. share all of this with us. and like I said, you're really an inspiration i We've been wanting to do this for a while, and nice. a long time things you know people are busy, and it's been an honor and an inspiration actually to watch your business grow. Thank you. so inspiring. And especially to see good businesses, good people doing good things. They care about the world. They care about the environment. They care about what they're doing. And we're just so lucky for those of us that live here in Dubai that we get to, to try it. if you're not in Dubai and you're traveling to Dubai, you can find Pro Chocolat still in Dubai Mall. Yes, inside Candelicious
2: we're in the better for you better for you treats section and of course we'd be happy to have you here in our little space here in Worsan beside the big Worsan plant nursery where we're doing tours um, you can see how we're doing things you can find out more about cacao and chocolates and we're even letting people taste real cacao fruit
1: so you have to come back with arian with their family and do this tour with us i will do that i that's been on my list because my parents have are to. visiting <laughs> and i said they and they they love touring things mm-hmm. like this so um and aaron's always like mom when are we gonna go when are we gonna go i'm always in school i don't get to do the cool things so <laughs> so we'll definitely come back do the tour i highly recommend it and i can't wait to see what you do next
2: yeah, and we'll be happy to have you over in the first part
1: of the table well, chocolate factory in the Luce. Yay. Thank you so much. Welcome. welcome. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.
0: See, I told you that would be inspiring. I absolutely love what Iman and Lucci do and they do it with their hearts a hundred percent. And you can feel that you see it in the packaging you see it in the the chocolate, the shape of it, the, the look of it, the feel of it. There's so much love and thought put into it. And this is the thing I love about their business. It's truly an inspiration. And it's exactly, a, it's a beautiful role model for all of us that are running businesses, myself included. I think we should all aspire to leave the world a little bit of a better place than we found it. And they're definitely doing that. Uh, We'll leave the links in the show notes of where you can find their business. If you're in Dubai and you want to go out and visit, please do. Um, We have their link for their website, their Instagram account. They have a corner also in Dubai Mall in the Candylicious store there. So if you're walking through there, that's another place where you can get some of their great products. And they also um, are visible in a lot of the markets in, in Dubai, um, the pop-up markets when the weather's nice. So you can find them there on the farmer's markets and things like that. So don't miss the opportunity to go out and meet them. They are also always the ones that are at every booth. So most likely you'll see one or both of them there. And I just want to thank them again so much for joining me for this special episode.